I love my intro music. I, I takes me back, takes you all the way back, don't it? Really kind of cool. Papa Dollar here, Big P D. If it makes money, we talk about it. Cause that's what we do. Today's podcast. Man, we're gonna we're gonna ruffle a few feathers today, probably. I don't know. We're gonna gonna poke the bear a little bit, I guess, and uh, you know, some, talk about some things that may make you uncomfortable. But uh, we also look for solutions to so anything that we find issues with. We also find solutions to, or we try to. Let me make sure it's one thing. Per- let me make one thing perfectly clear: all information that are sold here, that are shared here, are the sole thoughts and opinion of. Me, the big P D. Do not take any information as legal or financial advice. If you need a lawyer, you need to go get one. Need a doctor? Go get one. Need an Indian chief? <laughs> go get one. Only thing I carry here is a driver's license. I'm not licensed to do anything else but talk to you. Other than that. That's my full disclaimer. Everything that we do here is earned and learned by the big Papa Dollar himself. Okay? talk a little bit about this month and as we know from months from years past that this is black history month I look back over the last couple of holidays and I said to myself self I said what are we doing you know, what exactly are we doing? And, and here's where we may be poking the, poking the harness nest a little bit. I look back, and we had a, a, a holiday. I, I, we're going to call it a holiday, but let's, let's, let's talk about Juneteenth. And when I think about that, I said, wow, what an opportunity. 
what an opportunity. And we seem to pass those, we seem to just squander those opportunities, just squander them away. And then we say, okay, we're going to do it again next time. We're going to do it better the next time. We're going to do, you know, something a little bit different the next time. But we still don't get it. And, and I'm going to get to a point in just a second. I, I look back at Martin Luther King's birthday over the years, and I say, what are we doing? What, 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 what are we doing? President's Day. What do we do on President's Day? Oh, there's the great big sale, Haynes. You know, the biggest sale of the year, Labor Day, with the biggest sale of the year, Independence Day, July 4th, which almost is like a Juneteenth to us, right? Independence Day, half off everything in the store, half off this, half off that. What are we doing? What are we doing? So we bring it, bring it full circle here to, to um, Black History Month. And I, and I got to ask the question, what begs the question, what are we doing? We're going to go through this whole month. And, you know, if, if, if anything, we do a parade or two or something like that and call it a day. We're missing opportunities. So. The first thing I want to do is I want to, I want to, I want to bring to your attention the, the largest, the 10 black, the biggest black owned businesses or biggest black owned companies in America. And, and, and I don't know if you know these cause I didn't know. I had to, again, do some research, come up with some noise so that I could pass it along. 10 biggest black owned companies in the U S I'm, I'm going to start with number 10 high tower petroleum company, 435 million uh, in revenues and 52 employees, 435 million in revenues. That's number 10, high tower petroleum, petroleum. And it's run by a dude by the name of Alfred C. Liggins III in Maryland, in Silver Spring, Maryland, as a matter of fact. No, I'll take that back. We're going to go back to another one. That's it. That's my next one. Uh, Hightower Petroleum is located in, let's see if we can't pull that one up right quick. Um, I'll get back to you on that one. But we're going to go to number nine. And number nine is Urban One. And they're, they're traded over the NASDAQ as well. Urban One is at $440 million. Anybody ever heard of Urban One? I don't. I, I, I have not. Um, and that's where Al, Al, Alfred Liggins third is in Silver Spring, Maryland. Then we're going to drop down to number eight. Anderson Du Bois Company. The Anderson Du Bois Company. I have no idea who they are, but they do, they do provide logistics services for places like Chipotle, McDonald's, and that kind of thing. Actually kind of cool, right? Warren Anderson, CEO there. $703 million revenue, okay? He has four, 543 employees. Not bad, not too shabby. I'm going to drop down to number seven, Thompson Hospitality. Anybody know him? I have no idea. Thompson Hospitality, food and facility management company providing hospitality services throughout the United States. 
760 million in revenue, 6,000 employees, 6,000 employees. That's pretty good for a black owned company. Back down, down to number six, Bridgman Foods. Okay. $870 million in revenue, 20,000 employees. Ryan Bridgman, they're out of Oak Creek, Wisconsin. Bridgman Foods is part of a fast food and quick service restaurant industry. Um, servicing companies like Wendy's and Golden Corral and Grill and, 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 and Pozzelli's, uh, Blaze Pizza, they do pretty good. Not bad, not too shabby. M number five, Modular Assembly in Innovations. Now, I have no idea where that's going, but we're going to check it out. One million four hundred and forty-two. One million forty-two hundred. <laughs> that's a tongue twister right there. So we're gonna get it right. One million million in revenue. Okay, two hundred and fifty-nine employees. That's a hundred thousand, a hundred million, which is not unheard of. Oh, man, these numbers, it's pretty good. I like that. Black-owned businesses that are, that are earning these kind of numbers, but we haven't gotten to our point yet. We're going to get there. Number four, Coca-Cola Beverages of Florida. 1310000 in revenue. 4,800 employees. That sounds like a small amount of revenue to take care of 4,800 people, but I guess they balanced that act. Um, Troy Taylor out of, out of uh, Florida. That's pretty good revenue right there. I'm talking, I know. $1,969,000 in Bridgewater Interiors, LLC, Ronald E. Hall, Jr. And let's see, where it is. Bridgewater Interiors is an automotive seating manufacturing company based out of Detroit, Michigan. And they're probably riding off the coattails of the Ford, Miss Ford up there. That's pretty cool. I love it. Make that money. Act One Group is down at number two at two. Two million eight hundred and two million eight hundred thousand two point eight million in revenues. Two thousand employees. Janice Bryant, Humroyd, How Howroyd. I'll, I'll get it right. In Torrance, California, based, founded in nineteen hundred and sixty-four. That's pretty cool. I love it. Wow, down here at number one. Worldwide Technologies, David L. Stewart. Wow, this cat's making some jack, right? <laughs> I, I, Eleven million two hundred eighty-seven thousand four hundred nineteen million dollars. Wow. We don't even want to talk about. The, the, the 10 small businesses, smallest businesses out there because <laughs> five of my mind ain't made a dime. You see? So we won't talk about the, we will not talk about the, uh, the five smallest businesses out there because then we'll be talking about revenue and you'd be, be laughing at me. <laughs> no, we won't want to do that. That's, that's kind of like what you'd get. Yeah, yeah, no question. 
But here's here's where I'm going with the missed opportunities because these these are big companies. All, all, all these companies, the top ten that I just mentioned, these are huge companies. I mean, when, in, when as it relates to black companies, they are huge. You know, anytime you're making anything over ten million dollars a year is, is is big to me, right? But even the small companies that are making five, four or five million dollars a year, these are good companies. These are companies that we should be banking on. I mean, these guys should, these companies should be these men and women, black owned businesses, brown owned businesses. These these companies should be thriving in America. Got why? Because American blacks have so much money, and we are missing the opportunity to catapult our young businesses, our young black businesses, to a a level that will enhance the community in itself. And that's why we're having so much problem in our communities right now. Well, we're having so much problem with murder and guns and all these kinds of things because economically we are not supporting our communities. So why are we not? We're missing opportunities. Why are we not? Well, I, I was on social media and, 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 and I didn't pose the question, but a question was posed and said, you know, why are we not? What, what is it about black-owned businesses that we just totally just blow it when it comes to supporting our businesses? And the answers were crazy, literally crazy. I mean, you know, because, I mean, here's the deal. If I make a mistake, which, 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 which I'm going to do in business, okay? I'm going to do that as a human being. I'm going to make a mistake, right? I'm going to do something that's probably not. You've gone to Food Line. You've gone to other grocery stores, and, and, and somebody may have given you the wrong change, or there may have been a problem with the pricing. There was the wrong price on a product that you paid. You know, you got to the register, and da-da-da-da-da. But you didn't go and say, I'm not going to go back to Food Line, or I'm not going to go back to that grocery store that, that's owned by somebody other than me, you go back because they treated you right maybe or they, they made it good or whatever the case may be. But we don't give ourselves another chance at the bite at the apple. When we make a mistake, God knows it's, it's, it's paralyzing to a company because so we strive so much better. So, and, and here's my point. And, and I think I can make this point really, 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 really quick, fast, and in a hurry, so that we don't take a whole lot of time. You just four minutes, I mean, twenty minutes of your day here today, past that time. A black-owned business has two struggles, two strikes against them, right out the box, right out the box. Number one, you're not going to get a whole lot of patronage from people that are not like you. So that's your strike right there. And then the people that are like you already gave you a strike because of the fact you are black. So you're losing on two, two, two fronts. And at the same time, how do you make it up? How do you make up that, that, that loss just because of perception? Perception that says, because you are this color, I can't do business with you because in the past, your place has not been clean. You don't give customer good customer service. Your products are outdated. I mean, the lady behind the counter was chewing bubble gum in my ear. She was very rude. We can fix these things. But you got to help your small businesses. You got to help your black-owned businesses. You got to help your community businesses strive and grow so that they can put money back into your economy and your community so that your community will begin to strive. And if we don't do that, we're missing it. So I go back to 
you know, when we look at, look, 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 when we look at Martin Luther King's birthday, Juneteenth, um, Black History Month, my birthday, daggone it, you know, it's, it's, we should all be celebrating the fact that this company over here has put on sale for us. You know, we, we, we can't fight that same competition on President's Day, Labor Day, Memorial Day that the other persuasion has. We can't have that because we don't have a large abundance of that. But we do have enough that we can make something happen. You got to support your businesses out there. You got to support your black businesses. These companies, these top 10 black businesses that I, that I just rattled off here, um, I have no idea who they are. None. And that's okay. They knew who they are, you know, but the only thing that stuck out to me was the Coca-Cola guy or the Pepsi-Cola, whatever, Coca-Cola guy down in Florida. I mean, that's just a household name, so Coca-Cola is just going to stand out. But otherwise than that, we need to promote our businesses straight up and simple. And if we don't, we're missing the opportunities, the opportunities to build your businesses in your communities to help you. And, 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 and there's no reason on God's green earth that a Chinese American or, 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 or a Chinese immigrant or, or a Korean immigrant or a Japanese immigrant can come into your neighborhood, open up shop, don't really care about take your money out of your community and put it into their own and they're gone. You know, at six o'clock in the evening time, when they close up that store, they're going out to the suburbs and they're going to leave you right there in that little hole in the wall that you're living in. And you're going to say, well, why can't I have a community based business here? Because you don't support them. Why don't I have a McDonald's in my neighborhood? Why is it that I have to go out there to the other neighborhood to get a McDonald's or I got to go get the uh, Burger King or I got to go out there to get my Taco Bell and that kind of thing because I ain't got none right here in the city because they're afraid to invest in me. We are afraid of investing in ourselves. And that got that's, that definitely has to change if we're going to change the, the trajectory of the economic situation that our, our black Americans find themselves in right now. The rich keep getting richer and we do not support anything that will get us even to a point to where we might be wealthy at some point in time. We have to change that trajectory, people. So here I am. I, like I said, when I look at things like this, I look at solutions. And there's only one. There's really just one simple solution to this thing. is that let's recognize. Let's get into the pool. And let's support the businesses that are out there. We're missing opportunities. This, this month should be all over social media that every single black company in America should be advertising their business. And every single company in America should be supported. Black companies should be supported during this month. And we should have record economic growth in this one month a year, if no place else, if no other time. Right? But Martin Luther King's birthday is in January. This should be the biggest sale this side of the Mississippi and on the other side of the Mississippi when it comes to his sale, when it comes to his birthday. We have a birthday that we celebrate 
but we missing opportunities. Economic opportunities. Because if it makes money, we talk about it. And this has to, the trajectory has to change. We have to get to this point to where we're making money. Yeah, we do pretty good. Don't get me wrong. But if, 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 we, if we have our dollars support our communities and keep our dollars within our communities for a longer period than one day after payday, we would be a lot better off economically put supporting our businesses in our neighborhood and getting people started on the, on the trajectory that's going to be upward and not even kill, not coming out the box saying, I can't get no black people to support me and I can't get no white people to support me. So I'm dead in the box before I even get started. But that's why we're here. That's exactly why we're here. We, we, we're here to shed light because if it makes money, we talk about it. If it don't make money, we don't do a whole lot of talking about it. But in this case, it, you know, we have to change how we think about supporting our businesses especially during the times like now when you have the opportunity to take advantage of me. And it's not about making somebody else better than you. And we got to get out of that crab in a barrel mentality that if I support this guy over here, he's, he's going to be, be able to buy that big house next year. And I'm going to be sitting here stealing the projects. Cause I'm just not going to give that brother my money. You better give him your money because that's your way out of the projects, okay? If somebody comes, it may, it may be your job. Stop going to those jobs at Burger King and, 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 and McDonald's that's on the other side of town that you got to catch three buses to, and by the time you get home, all your money is gone. You're putting it in Uber, and you're putting it in Lyft, and you're putting it in the bus system, and you're putting it in that hamburger that you got to buy, but you ain't—you got to go all the way across town for that job when that Burger King and that, that McDonald's should be right there in your neighborhood. But they, if you don't support them, and if you want to rob them every time they put a neighborhood store, store in your neighborhood kind of thing, then guess what's going to happen? Ain't nobody going to come sit down in your neighborhood. I know I done done a little preaching here today, but we have to change the direct trajectory of where this economic process is going for black American businesses. And we need to do that in times like now. I can't stand not, not this, this thing about we're going we to honor these black people doing Black History Month and this, that, and the other, and we don't structure anything economically to take advantage of the times that we have during this Black History Month and beyond. Juneteenth should be the craziest thing. We should be showing these people up and saying, you know what? Thank you very much for the emancipation possibility. But look, check this out. Look at what we've done. Look at what we've accomplished. And you didn't give me my 40 acres and a mule. It's time to change it, baby. It's time to change it. So we're going to take you back. I, I, like I said, I love my music. <laughs> my intros are pretty cool. I, 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 I just, you know, and I can't do one, just one. I always try to give me, give you a little flavor someplace else, and the stylists are pretty smooth. I'm gonna give you that for a second. Pledge challenge. Always want to mention that pledge challenge. Check it out. Just click on the button. You get something out of it. And this is thing. This is the thing I'm talking about right now. You know, don't be afraid to give a dollar. Don't give. Don't be afraid to give ten dollars. Don't be afraid to give five dollars. If you got it, give it. You know what I'm saying? Because look, check this out. Check this out. You lose more.
more money than you could possibly give me on a daily basis, okay? And I, when I, what do I mean by that? If you can afford beer, wine, weed, cigarettes, all those kinds of things, you're throwing money out the freaking window anyway, right? But that, that we throw money at things that we can help. This is why we're here. If it makes money, we talk about it. We want to put money back into the communities that are that, that, that are hurting like yours and mine. I can't stand seeing dumpsters diving out of kids. I can't stand seeing kids hungry. It makes no sense in America, especially America with such economic strength as the black folks have in this country. Folks, you guys got some buying power. Give it up. Give it up. Help your other people. Help them. Help them get up to that point to where they can stand on their own and maybe, just maybe, put a McDonald's in your neighborhood. Or a Burger King. Or a grocery store. I really appreciate you listening. This is Papa Dollar. The big Papa Dollar. If it makes money, we talk about it. I'm going to let you ride it out with the stylistics. (laughs) 